Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Friday, April 8th, 2022. I'm sitting by the window here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. It's a beautiful day for the first time in a week or so. It's in the 50s, and it's sunny. Um, we've had a very rainy, miserable, cold week, and it seems like there's COVID positivity rates increasing, so it just kind of had a it's kind of a miserable vibe this week, but um, it's Friday and the sun is out, so things things are looking up, I think, and hope. Um, but anyway, it's been three weeks, I think, since the last episode, because uh, I think the last one was March 18th. Yeah, so three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been going on? Well, I've got my notes here. Just going to roll through kind of like, well, I'll do a neighborhood report first, which is that, yeah, it seems like there's some positive COVID numbers going up and knowing people that have tested positive and like at school, there's some positive rates going up, etc. So, yeah, it seems like it seems like there's another mini wave happening. But, uh, yeah, I read this article that Pete sent me, which explains that it we may the United States may not be hit as hard as some European nations because we so bungled the first Omicron wave. So we'll see. Um, Big if true. But yeah, it seems like the numbers are increasing, maybe not as big as expected. And yeah, sometimes I wear a mask and sometimes I don't. It's kind of, you know, I went to other half in Rockefeller Center yesterday after work with some work colleagues and I didn't wear a mask. And then I went to Littlefield last night to see Savak, and I did wear a mask for most of it. And then when I was talking to a friend, I did not. It's just kind of, what do you, yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth on kind of everything. But, um, and the friend that I was speaking to had COVID two weeks ago, so it's probably as safe as can get. I hope, knock on wood, we'll see. Anyway, that's the neighborhood report. It's spring, and... <laughs> covid's back uh but not as bad and spring is nice so let's see well the big news was um a couple weeks ago a few weeks ago my friend howard had his birthday party and so it was in the backyard of commonwealth in park slope and it was just kind of a laid-back good vibe it was howard and Catherine and a few other people like brendan gilmartin and jim flood and um some others jim bishop good times um it was just nice to be in the backyard of commonwealth uh with old friends it felt like could have been 2015 or 2010 or it was just really nice or 2007 <laughs> uh so happy birthday again to howard uh hung out with eric my friend eric over on DeGraw street and he had a little roof mini gathering so that was all it's always nice to be up on his roof and we also went and watched the sweet 16 at local sport awesome sports bar wing bar uh and we sat at the bar as is our kind of sweet 16 tradition on a thursday night to sit at the bar we didn't do it last year of course and we didn't do it the year before of course but we watched michigan lose but that's okay because they kind of overachieved and it was fun to watch uh one thing i've noticed about wing bar and also Henry Public, 
two places in the neighborhood that I love is they both used to be cash only. And then at some point recently, they started taking cards. Wing Bar, I think at some point during the pandemic. Henry Public, I think, started before the pandemic started. But I used to be a regular at Henry Public when I lived on Henry Street. And then also when we lived on Atlantic Avenue. And and I mean a regular. I was there a couple of times a week. And it was always a hassle to have to get cash. And now that's no longer a hassle. So it just kind of blows my mind how, how much easier transactions could have been back in all of those my, my Henry Public going days. Um, I'm kind of looking at the uh, recording right now and the levels seem lower than usual, but I can't really tell. I guess I'll check it out after uh, after I'm done. If anything sounds different this time, I apologize and um, I will Venmo you uh, your money back. So anyway, went to Wing Bar. Oh, and speaking of Henry Public, uh, I went to Henry Public. I've been to Henry Public twice in the past couple of weeks. And this is after having gone once, I think, a year ago. And before that, having not really gone in five years. Uh, but Henry Public is the gastropub on Henry between Atlantic and Pacific. And I love it. Um, it's just like, you know, one of those gastropubby wooden with a marble bar and they make cocktails, um, etc., great hamburgers uh, so i went to henry public i had my first hamburger in like two years i would say my first hamburger that wasn't a mcdonald's cheeseburger eaten while driving on the thruway uh so went to henry public because my friend pat was in town and my friend carl came to join us he came in from boston pat's from san francisco or mountain view carl's from boston they both lived in new york for 20 years and we all went to high school together in um southern ontario and they were my first roommates in new york and i stayed on their couch basically when they were columbia grad school students uh so they both left a few years ago it was great to have them both back here pat was here because he had some um (laughs) company activity at the new york stock exchange which was fun and congratulations to pat and carl was here because he didn't want to miss out on the um stock exchange celebration fun at henry public and who can blame him? So uh, we had a great night. And then our also high school friend and longtime New York friend, Joe Zawatsky, came all the way down from the Upper West Side. And we had a great time at Henry Public. Uh, well, first, I went and picked up Pat and Carl for the fun of it on uh, downtown and on like John Street or something. Drove us back to Brooklyn, came over here to the, to the apartment and hung out here for a bit. And then we walked to Henry Public, and then Joe met us, and we got my favorite table at Henry Public, which if you know it, it is the booth that's the last booth before you pass the sort of midway barrier to the back room. Um, So, had a great time. We got four cheeseburgers and two bottles of wine, and how can you beat that? So, Henry Public. And then I went twice. I I went two days later because my old, very close friend, Kristen, um that I went to college with was in town from Ann Arbor where she still lives. Uh, well, she moved away at some point, then they moved back. So they're back in Ann Arbor and she came with her 12 year old twin girls, uh, on a girl's trip to New York for spring break, because I guess, um, her son had sports, uh, commitments in Ann Arbor, so he couldn't go anywhere. So the girls came and it was great to see them. I met them on the Lower East side. They had gone to the tenement museum, and then we took the F train to York Street and walked through Dumbo, 
uh, past Jane's Carousel to the brand new Emily Warren Roebling Plaza Park, which if you don't know it, it's what they've been working on underneath the Brooklyn Bridge on the Brooklyn side for like four years. So now that's not fenced off anymore. And it's this nice, just kind of open area where it looks like they might have like concerts or things like that. But it's just a beautiful open area right under the bridge. Um, and there's a nice plaque, uh, beautiful like signage explanation of Emily Warren Roebling who finished the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, so that was great to see. We walked up the hill uh up columbia heights to the promenade down to henry public and we sat there on sunday afternoon and i had another cheeseburger so i had my second cheeseburger in like two years and then they came over and said hello to julie and oliver and it was great to see them oh and then we went to brooklyn pharmacy right after because the girls wanted dessert and i said i know the place brooklyn pharmacy so uh in one weekend had several multiple visits from multiple people from out of town and went to henry public twice so that was very nice so then that week of course because things were going so well um oliver got sick so was it this week no last week yeah yeah so that week i can't even keep the day straight uh oliver was sick for like three days uh kept testing negative for covid so did we uh and then it turns out that he mildly had strep uh the strep test at the urgent care came back it came back like showing positive but it was really weird they're like it's positive but it's not one of the positive ones that gets treated so hopefully he's feeling better and we didn't even get that news till he was two days into feeling better and no fever so yeah there's something was going around the schools and then my friend scott uh who is a teacher confirmed that something was going around schools um when I was out with him and Pete at Bar Great Harry one one random weeknight after Oliver fell asleep, um, and I went and joined them. So we had a week of Oliver being home for most of the week, which was um, good for him, except that he felt sick, but he likes not going to school. But it was bad for us because it's hard to get stuff done when he's here. Uh, but it's also nice to see him, but also I wish he was in school. Um, so Oliver was sick. Now he's better. Uh there you go. But we have been going to the office. I've been going to the office. So, um, yeah, one of those sick days, I was like, well, going to the office. Um, so our team is now up to two days a week, Wednesdays and Thursdays. We collectively decided, collectively meaning there's just three of us, easy to make a decision. We thought, let's just do two days as a block, which seems to make sense. It just seems to feel right, even though logically you could pick any two days and be separate. But yeah, so we just completed the first two day week um, this week and it went okay. I am still in the uh, honeymoon period of going to the office because having started this new role, I'm still, I still have a lot to learn and it's just so much easier with the type of work we do to turn around and talk to someone and work together and look at the same monitor and discuss things. Uh, which can be done on Slack, and we have done it, but it's um, it is easier to do it in person um, for a lot of these things. So, I would still rather work remote full time. I think, but if if I have to go in, I'm actually okay with it right now. Others that I work that at our company are not happy with going in at all, and I don't blame them. I, I do think it's team on a, it should be on a team by team basis. 
for you know all sorts of reasons and i think if other teams don't like what some other teams do then that's their problem but yeah unfortunately it is what it is the company is mandating us coming in now two days a week i'm personally okay with it but i also empathize with those um, or sympathize with those that are not okay with it but yeah back at work and two perks to being back at work is that rough trade is across the street in rockefeller center so uh it's been great to go to rock to browse at rough trade for 15 minutes once a week it's a great store it's smaller than the williamsburg one which is no one will be surprised because the williamsburg location was huge uh, but yeah this this little rough trade that's next to the tonight show awning uh between 40 9th and 50th on 6th Avenue is, yeah, it's a great store. So that's one one perk, and the other perk is that other half. Rockefeller Center Tap Room, which I've mentioned before, went yet again last night after work. We had a little outing um, where my team went, and we, went, we met with our vendor, uh, the head of the company that does our, well, basically all of our dev work that we work with, and had a great time. So, oh, I guess I could might as well continue with last night. Came home uh, like 6.30, hung out, ate, gave Oliver a shower, played some more board games. Oh, we've been very into board games lately, and we've been into Sorry the most, the classic Sorry game. So played a quick Sorry game, and then Oliver was tired. He wanted to go to sleep, and he went to sleep. And then I said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go back out, just letting everyone know. And Pete and Matt... Frampton were at Littlefield and because the great Savak was playing Savak is an Ernest Jennings band and Pete's label of course is Ernest Ernest Jennings uh which also had Taka Taka on the label so I am an Ernest Jennings alum and I wanted I hadn't seen Savak in several years and they've played a lot lately not in New York but I feel like I wanted to go see them and I wanted to support a band on a very crappy weather night which kind of um has an effect on people deciding whether to go out or stay in so i was like i am gonna go out and be there in person and i was rewarded because the show was freaking great um savak is so good just great um i mean i guess they would describe themselves as like just punk rock but it's just like kind of wiry angular post-punk punk rock it's awesome um and greg vegas uh local brooklyn um indie rock person about burrow uh sits in with them on saxophone often and he did again last night and that was great so good show oh chris brokaw opened who has played a million things with a million people and he did a solo thing and i caught a few songs and that was good too but uh savak was fantastic and it's always nice to be at littlefield and then the so that was the second show I saw this week. The first show I saw this week was on Sunday at Radio City Music Hall. I saw Bob Weir, the second of two shows he did at Radio City. Uh, it was the end of his Wolf Bros tour. And I saw Bob and Wolf Bros <laughs> uh, in 2018 at the Beacon. And that's when it was more just like a trio of Bob, Don Was on bass, and Jay Lane on drums. And... It was a controversial first outing for that band because they played very slow, even slower than Bob's usual late period slowness. And it was kind of like, you know, it's a quiet thing. So 
it wasn't like a party show really and I wanted to like it more than I did I respected it and I could tell that Bob was like feeling his way through a new band and lo and behold now Wolf Bros has an expanded horn section they have a slide uh, pedal steel player and they're just amazing now I mean amazing I feel like Bob can ride this band into the sunset so played this was they did a whole tour for the past month ended in New York I went to the very last show and it was phenomenal just a great great set so they had a uh, Tyler Childers who's a country singer young country singer came up and sang a couple of songs uh Brittany Spencer also a country singer uh who is from Baltimore but lives in Nashville came up and sang a bit and she was great too she sang uh looks like rain with Bob she also did Samson and Delilah um and then John Mayer came out for the second half of the second set and he just kind of like did some shredding and it was great 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 um show so I went with my friend Eric and then met uh Krukoff there and also a different Eric came in from Boston for the show so it was great to see him and at set break hung out with uh Amir Barlev long strange trip filmmaker so great to have a beer with Amir and uh we were planning out our dead and co city field um activity for the summer and this filmmaker Marshall Curry who is friends with uh, a lot of my peeps in the national who I'd never met so he's friends with Amir so it's great to see to meet him um Oscar winner he is so great night and looking at my notes that kind of wraps up the past three weeks uh yeah it's about that's been all the social thing going to the Liberty Science Center tomorrow again uh we'll speak more about that next episode and going to Texas for spring break more to more to come on that uh so i think can pivot now into music not too much and there's a lot of great albums that came out today that i would love to listen to and i guess i will discuss on the next one i did listen to a couple that came out today uh but obviously didn't give close listens yet one is the wet leg album wet leg the much hyped uh two female fronted band from the isle of Wight, which is my old nick of the woods because i went to kindergarten about seven miles across uh, the Solent from the Isle of Wight in tiny Warsash, um, Hampshire, which is basically Southampton. But um, anyway, Isle of Wight, wet legs from the Isle of Wight. They're great. They are much hyped. I happen to like them, but I think they're fine. I think they're deserving of the hype. And their album came out today, and it, I love it. Very just female-fronted, post-punk. Like, like the female voice is a huge part of their sound just has such attitude and there's so many really great little like arrangement and production and sonic touches throughout the album so i recommend it wet leg terror twilight by pavement their last album that came out in 1999 has finally gotten the deluxe edition uh treatment from matador and i haven't heard the deluxe edition yet it just came out this morning but i did spend the week listening to terror twilight for the first time in a long time there was a great article in pitchfork about the making of it uh this week you can google that and if you are at all interested in pavement i highly recommend that article um so it's been great to listen to terror twilight great album uh i guess it's aged well i all i agreed with everyone else way back then that it was like Oh, this is not as great as the four preceding classic Pavement albums. But you know what? Like being the fifth out of the fifth best out of five Pavement albums is 
pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, Terra Twilight. And uh, another new release today is Live in New York City, February 8th, 1975 by Alan Braufman, I think I've mentioned him before. He is a saxophone player. He's now in his 70s, I guess. Saxophone and flautist. And was just kind of part of the downtown avant-garde jazz scene in New York. And the reason I know about him is because his, um, well, he was a father figure to uh, this guy, Nabil Ayers, who lives around here and who I know. He's the head of 4AD Records US. And I know him through uh, like various national related things. Uh, Really cool dude. Oh, and his memoir is coming out this year. And my friend Meg edited the memoir coming out on Viking. So anyway, so Alan Braufman was a father figure to Nabil. Uh, and Nabil has taken to re-releasing, or he, Alan Braufman made a new record, which Nabil released on not 4AD, but his like kind of private label. And now there's a new archival release that came out today and I listened to, and it's really good. If you're looking for just like some random, very cool jazz to put on and you don't know what to, what to listen to, uh, Alan Braufman and I mean, can't go wrong with any of them but the one that came out last year or was it two years ago is great and then this new archival release live in new york city february 8th 1975 and then my favorite album of the past few weeks is the bear by walter martin um formerly of the walkman uh formerly of the weirman our bob weir band and all around incredible musician his albums you know he kind of has developed this like folksy storytelling super tuneful vibe over all of these he's now made like probably like five solo albums a couple of them are kid albums and it's just highly highly recommended um he just really creates a world in these songs and i would say the bear is his prettiest album it's just like pretty it's beautiful music um the title track is probably my favorite song i have a feeling that's kind of like the the sort of like high profile track of the album and when i was listening to it in the car when i was listening to the album for the first time all of a sudden the guitar solo starts and i'm like oh my gosh that's josh josh kaufman uh so good so so good um anyway beautiful record the bear by walter martin i was uh, a <laughs> i was finishing a run uh earlier this week and I was walking up Court Street at like 8 in the morning. And my friend Greg was walking down Court Street on his way to work at Other Half. And he took off his headphones and he's like, look what I'm listening to. And he holds up his phone and it's The Bear by Walter Martin. I was like, well, all right. Um, and with that, I will wrap this up. 23 minutes. Ah, oh, this is already this like this the another lengthy one. But anyway, but I guess it has been three weeks since the last one. All right, well, I guess that's it. The next time we speak, I'll have tales of hopefully fun adventures out of town. What a wild time to be traveling, and I guess we're going to do it. It wasn't my idea, but uh, I'm fine with it. And Oliver's very excited to go to a place he's never been to. So more to come, more TK. Title TK, The Breeders. Great album. Um, So... For the Conrad Life Report, which is this, this has been, oh, yeah, this has been episode 83, episode 83 of the Conrad Life Report, Friday, February, uh, February, Friday, April 8th, did I say February at the beginning? I don't think so. Friday, April 8th, 
2022 by the window here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Talk to you next time.